something different, something different, something different. This way comes something, something different, something different. Welcome to the finale of the second season of Something Different This Way Comes. Nine episodes over the last nine weeks, and I wrote a new song for each. All of which you get to hear again in this episode, starting in the middle. It's not so much where you've been as where you're going. How you make the most of every stop along the way. It's not so much what you own as how you know it. How you make the most of the people in your everyday Oh, the places you'll go And the places you'll be Oh, the people you'll know And the people you'll see Oh, the places you'll go And the places you'll be Oh, the people you'll know And the people you'll see Neighborhood spaces, food and conversations Neighbors who know how the neighborhood should grow Neighborhoods welcome, neighborhoods hold Neighborhoods reap what neighborhoods sow It's not so much where you've been as where you're going And how you make the most of every stop along the way it's not so much what you own as how you know when And how you make the most of the people in your everyday Oh, the places you'll go And the places you'll be Oh, the people you'll know And the people you'll see Oh, the places you'll go And the places you'll be all the people you'll know and the people you'll people you'll people you'll see the places we'll go in today's episode are visionary what good looks like is the theme of this season and the more I add up all these good changes that we talked about and explored, how these shifts and rebalances add up, it adds up to neighborhood in so many ways. More, you know, Sesame Street or King of Kensington. Less box store parking lot labyrinths. The kind that made it hard for me to kind of be clear on which city I'm remembering when we stopped to pick up groceries or gas or for me to run across and buy some bathing suit bottoms that I failed to pack. <laughs> it was many cities with such similar layouts of these box store labyrinths that I, I don't really know which one I was in. They're so much the same. The future I think we need to steer towards, because it is what good looks like, is more one of the kind, more tailored to and connected with the specific piece of the planet in which it is rooted and with which we work to adapt to this climate crisis. We need to get grounded again. And I think it's going to be great. 
welcoming neighborhoods that are not just affordable, they ensure that everyone's basic needs are met. And where we all know what goals we share and celebrate our progress towards them. A few years ago, Arno and I spent some time in Glasgow. And the coffee shop in Glasgow we went to was popular with municipal workers. And a few times when we were sitting in that coffee shop, kind of surrounded by people that work for the city, a bunch of alarms went off like bells. All those workers, they kind of raised their head and a few of them gave each other high fives. And there was this sense of accomplishment because... That bell signified 100% renewable energy had been achieved in, I don't know, was it the hour, that day, the last 24 hours? I don't know. It was a few years ago. But I think of that. I think of, of the strength we can get when we're clear on what we're working towards and we all know that we're contributing by the work we're doing. I think that's what good looks like. You can wait until climate change devastates so much and then rebuild. Or you can lift Chicago. We lifted Chicago to put in infrastructure so Chicago became a better place to be. That was 150 years ago. We got better options now on lifting Chicago. You can count on me. You can count me in. You can make my day. Let me have a say. When the chips are down, no, I'll be around. Happy to lend a hand to build a better land. Better because no one is hungry. Better because no one is alone. Better because no one is homeless or unheard or missing the medicine they need or the care they deserve. No. We're too smart for that. We're too good for that. We know how to build our world right. Yes, we're too smart for that. We're too good for that. We know how to build our world right. You can count on me. You can count me in. You can make my day, let me have a say. When the chips are down, no one be around. Happy to lend a hand to build a better land. Better because everyone is valued. Better because everyone is heard. Better because everyone is sheltered and cared for and fed. You can count on me. You can count me in. You can make my day. Let me have a say. When the chips are down, no, I'll be around. Happy to lend a hand to build a better land. Let's take a moment to talk about our system justification instincts, why it's hard work for us to embrace change. We're all deeply wired to resist it. I mean, the history we study often will focus on times of societal transformation. But if you take a step back, what's most striking in human history is how long and how often people live with and even actively support social structures that are unfair, that are inefficient, 
that don't benefit the majority of people in them. Why doesn't that majority change those systems to their benefit? Immediately. Why do we live with it for so long and even support it? That is the question. I was just listening this week to an interview with John Jost. He's a psychologist at New York University, and that's his focus. His research is why our instinct is to defend and support our systems, even when they don't benefit us. He calls it system justification. And man, his evidence is strong. We all have it. It's kind of daunting. We resist change, even change that makes sense and benefits us. And yet, we make great, enormous changes. Women won the vote. Apartheid was repealed. Waterways have been cleaned and pollution stopped. Aerosol sprays no longer burn a hole in our ozone. Residential schools were closed. Indoor smoking was banned. Same-sex marriage is legal. Huge changes. But they didn't happen because someone figured out they should happen and let everyone know and did da flip the switch, it's done. Big changes are not binary actions. We used to do this, and then we stopped and did something else. Big changes are paradoxical Venn diagrams of shifting expectations, the fruits of committed, persistent efforts that overlap and interact and inform one another. Necessary and important changes, for the better, take work. They take organized efforts. They take time. When you don't put in the work, you get the change, and it's messy and expensive and it hurts. If you take the courage to talk and gather and act and persistently pursue, if you work to be an ancestor, like Betty Carpick advised in the season finale of season one, that's what good looks like. Caterpillar fear, the end of its world. Then, as a butterfly, its wings unfurl. Let us garden the seeds, wild souls. Wild is the secret that lets seeds grow. It knows, it knows, it heals, adopts, and grows. Wild is the secret that lets seeds grow. Come, let us face the day. Reach out, meet help halfway. Listen to wild ones say, Come, 
let us face the day. Reach out, meet help halfway. Listen to wild ones say, open, embrace the day. Caterpillar filled the end of its world. Then as a When we build those connections to other people, strengthening our commitment to the qualities that make us most proud to be Canadian, our health care, our education, our democracy, how we welcome immigrants and support refugees, how fairly and equally we treat one another, we have so much to be proud of, so much to build on and reinforce. We've made mistakes, grievous mistakes. We have overlooked or excused great harm, actively made it happen. We are riddled with systemic justification. We can do better, certainly. But we know how to do good. And we want to be fair, to include everyone, to adapt. This is our time to up our game again. Fill the gaps. Raise the bars. Check our blind spots. This is our time to gather everyone in and make sure we're all respected. We're all included. We're all empowered. And we're all okay. Which is going to mean clearing away bottlenecks. Bottlenecks that choke off good work done by caring, hard-working experts, collaborating together, Combining good ideas, good information into better, multifaceted solutions. Like the rebuilding of New York City after Hurricane Sandy. And the restructuring of Holland's ancient cities to adapt to the extreme water rolling towards the sea in the extreme weather of this climate crisis. I'm thinking of commitments to fear, to preventative measures that block and trip up opportunities to do good. We can't afford it. We need the people. We need the action. We need the efficiency. We need to trust more. We need to raise our expectations with trust. That's the good I think we should be steering towards. I think that's a key to pulling this one off. And this is also our time to profoundly change and improve our relationship with our mother, Mother Earth. All the wisdom of the wild. Her water, her interconnectivity, her teaching, her desire to heal and help and restore. She meets us more than halfway. And we need to figure out how to be humble, connected and led by the wild. It's a huge, a fundamental change. But that is where the power is, the wild, our small place in a huge and well-established ancient system. That's the source of our wealth, our security and happiness. 
we are surrounded and uplifted by the wild. We need to fix the harms we've done, restore our relationship, our connections, in every way we can. Less mowing, more growing, less mowing, more growing, less mowing, more growing, less mowing, more growing, growing our mothers, growing the wild. Growing the ways we help our relatives thrive. Growing our mothers, growing the wild. Growing the ways we help our relatives thrive. Less mowing, more growing. Growing our people, growing our land, growing the way we make our neighbors strong. Growing our people, growing our land, and growing the way we make our neighbors strong. Let's mow more growing, less mowing, more growing, less mowing, more growing, less mowing, more Growing our food, growing our energy, growing our listening ears and our community. Growing our food, our food, growing our energy, growing our listening ears and our community. Let's mowing more growing less mowing more growing less mowing more growing less mowing and more growing Growing our knowledge, willing to change. Growing our courage as we open our hearts. Growing our knowledge, willing to change. Growing our courage as we open our hearts. Less mowing, oh my more growing less mowing more growing oh 
restless mowing more growing less less mowing and more growing changing our relationship with our planet is at the heart of the good change we need to reach towards and that means building our autonomy Bren Smith, the co-founder of Green Wave, <laughs> loved his book, totally loved it. But I also heard an interview where he talked about there being a deficit of autonomy in our economy. I, I talked a lot about it in previous episodes. And, and, and what that resonates for with me is the potential in each of us to, to do more. Building our autonomy and our independence from global food and supply chains, for example. In season one, I talked to Brendan Grant of Sleepy G Organic Farm in Pass Lake, and, and he's done the math. It's not a question of whether or how. It's a question of when. And frankly, the sooner, the better on so many fronts. Because what cannot be will not be. And investing our limited resources into making food grown unsustainably a huge distance away from where it is eaten doesn't make sense. It's not sustainable. Like, okay, try to imagine making Cheerios all by yourself. Grow the oats, gather the honey. Not easy, but not the hardest part of that equation because imagine the production. Just think what it would take in your kitchen to turn those oats and honey, a bit of salt, into Cheerios. Oh, the inefficient use of our global human resources that lead to a box of Cheerios being a cheaper breakfast than a loaf of sourdough bread with homemade jam. Brule Creek Mill grows and mills flour right here in Thunder Bay. You could pick wild blueberries or pick your own strawberries at Baloo's Farm to make your jam. We could make sugar beet sugar right here in Thunder Bay. That's a technique Canada perfected back in the Second World War. The technology is around and beets grow here just fine. Thank you very much. But as someone who's been growing much of the food my family eats for over a decade now, and I'm committed to buying local, right? I, I buy locally what we don't grow ourselves, or I go through the Silver Mountain Food Group buying in bulk organic essentials I can't currently get locally. And we spend a lot of time cooking and gardening and putting food aside. So I can tell you that eating local is simply not feasible as a goal when everybody tries to do it on their own, one household at a time. It is totally feasible as a community, completely doable as a community. You need to pool together resources to do this well. So we have to start making our own cereal and stop subsidizing this totally illogical global food system. There's only some parts of it that we can't do better ourselves if we just shift what we value. And that means changing how we grow and keep food. That means growing and harvesting what we need without imposing our ideas of efficiency on the soil and the water and the air we need. If we work with the wisdom of the wild, we can feed ourselves while rebuilding our precious soil, cleaning out our precious water and air. We can decarbonize our planet even as we feed all eight billion of us. The science has been done. The precedents are there. There's a lot of Eeyores and naysayers 
that will try to convince you not to even try to do what you can because they don't see how you can do it exactly perfectly. But they're wrong. One bite at a time, we can do this. And the sooner we get started, the less it'll cost us and the better a job we'll do. Because it's going to take effort and persistence and, frankly, more hands in dirt, certainly as we transition from fossil fuel follies to restoration. So there's plenty of plain old grunt work pretty much everyone can help get done as we make this transition to fully locally autonomous food production. But I got to say, I mean, there's worse ways to spend your time. Gardening is, is healing work. It can heal the earth and it can heal our hearts. It'll feel good to roll up our sleeves and all pitch in a little more easily, a little more often, as a community. Growing food locally also means storing food locally. It means the creation of local storage facilities for fruit and vegetables, spaces built for that purpose. So things that are ripe and ready to harvest for just a few weeks a year are fresh for us to eat through the many months until next year's harvest of that food. So we're going to have local canning, dehydrating, fermenting. It could mean and should mean greenhouses, indoor gardening for winter greens. It could mean and should mean so many good things we know how to do. And it'll mean a learning curve, figuring out what works and getting better at it season after season. Gardening keeps you humble and discourages inattention. It keeps you grounded, literally. So that's one of the good things. I think we're steering towards local food as a part of our seasons and our community culture demanding that the subsidies that make internationally traveled and chemically preserved food cheap gets shifted to make locally produced, sustainable food systems not just cheap, but a given, a basic need that is met for everyone. We just need to decide that's where we want to go. We do, and put our heads together and give ourselves permission to vision what good looks like. If we keep persistently pushing towards that goal, prepared for the inertia and balderdash of system justification in our own hearts and heads, as well as in everybody else, we can do this. Sustainable farming also means saving the mother, the mother microcosm of healthy soil, the miracle that took so many millennia to build up of living soil that deepens and grows richer with every harvest. It makes me think of the Dr. Seuss story, Horton Hears a Who. You know, the elephant with the great big ears who hears a tiny voice and what looks like a passing bit of fluff. Something so small he can't see it, but he was lucky enough to hear it. And then he has this big job of convincing everybody else that it exists even though we can't see it. And once everybody in that little fluff of Whoville raises their voices together, the last most shy teenager, the last to join the chorus. And it's like the proverbial straw. It crystallizes the sugar in the water. And they are heard and believed to exist and taken care of. That's the kind of density of life in the miracle of dirt. And it's closely related to the miracle of life in our digestive tracts. All those microcosm of, of incredible creatures that turn the food we eat into the nourishment we need. We can't eat without them. They're part of our biome. The whole world is so humbling. All the ways in which we are interconnected and a miracle. Really, 
a miracle. We need to get out of the way of Mother Nature. Stop thinking, like Sam said in the first episode this season, that we can outsmart her. We need to be humble and listening. And there we will be met more than halfway, with solutions and opportunities to rebuild and regrow and renew and be more at peace, too. Save the mothers, let us clear their way, let them have their say and build our tomorrows. Mother moose, mother fish, mother dragonfly, mother water on whom we all rely, mother wild, mother wise, mother takes our Let us clear their way, let them have their say, build our tomorrows. Mother Goose, Mother Wasp, Mother Mushroom, Mother Air, which holds us in one shared womb. Mother Soil, Mother Wild, Mother takes our hands, Mother's Let us clear their way, let them have their say, and build our tomorrow's save the mother. As my son Sam warned against in the first episode of this season, Ground Level Lessons, we need to get out of the way of Mother Nature, not think we can outsmart her. And that means dismantling things we now know do more harm than good, like chemical-based farming practices and the dam on the Black Sturgeon River that Phil McGuire has known since it was built in the 1960s. We need to save the mothers. The more I think about how all these needed changes add up, the more excited I am. I mean, Canada's pretty fair and democratic now. I'm proud of our education and our health care. But I think once we up our game, fill the gaps we see, build on those strong values, we'll have such homey, unique communities, such resilience and connection to others, so much to be proud of, to be safe within, to rely upon to be a part of. When I imagine this new autonomy, where all basic needs are met, we're all listened to and play our part and can be proud of how it makes a difference. I imagine great Thunder Bay organizations in every one of those neighborhoods. A do drop in, never more than a walk away. A roots community food center, urban farm. An underground gym, boys and girls club. An evergreen community center, a De Bruins Greenhouse, Sleepy G Farm Food Storage Center, and Sustainable Agricultural Learning Center, a Brule Creek Flour Mill and Bakery, a 55-plus club, a repair cafe, and a library, sports spaces, counseling services, 
elevate supervised injection and harm reduction services, free and fabulous addiction care, supports of all kinds. I can imagine food gardens and so much more growing spaces, wild spaces in all of our neighborhoods that are honored, that are oases, and links keeping us rooted in our Mother Earth, in this particular place that she's figured out how to flourish in. I'm afraid I just hit you again in the status quo. To quote the system justification specialist, John Jost, I may have gotten your systemic justification defenses ringing in your ears, saying, impossible! Focusing on all the obstacles between that vision I'm rattling on about that's so clear in my mind and and I want to reach for, that I think we should be steering actively towards, and where we are now, there are obstacles. And where we are now, we know well. In fact, these systems, well, we built our homes and plans on our understanding and familiarity with these systems. So, let's just sit for a moment here with grief and fear. I am sad. I grieve the cost of good changes we have denied ourselves. I grieve the species now extinct because of our mistakes, our hubris, our persistence. They're gone. Many we didn't even get a chance to notice before we erased them. Casualties of our awkward impact on this world. I grieve people. So many people have died in this climate crisis. Homes already lost, and that will be lost. I grieve the sorrows. The sorrows that we will lessen when we make these good changes, but until that time, the sorrows that continue and weigh on my heart. When we gain this greater democracy, this greater autonomy, this better inclusion, there will be less sorrow. There will be less to regret. And then I will regret all that we've lost by not doing it sooner. And I'm scared. I'm scared of all we're going to get wrong. Because perfect is not on the pick list. Less bad is better, but it won't be perfect. There's things we'll do wrong I've never even imagined yet. So that's scary, too. Troubles, we got troubles, mm, we got troubles, mm, we got troubles. 
troubles We got heat domes We got raging storms We got wild winds We got fire and hail We got floods We got a summon invading bugs We got dropping diversity dying And we got rivers in the sky We got trouble Yes, we got trouble We got trouble Yes, we got trouble. Do what you can do. It's not all up to you. But if you can do what you can do, what you can do, that would help to see us through we got trouble yes we got trouble we got trouble mm-hmm. we got trouble we need solar and services and we need local yes we need local and we need wild need the wild restored need the wild working cause we need nature yes we need nature and whatever you can do it's welcome Cause most of all, we need you Whatever you can do We need you Do what you can do It's not all up to you But if you can do what you can do What you can do That would help to see us through That would help to see us through Hot off the press is not quite polished yet, but that is do what you can do. So, we're shifting from global supply chain dependent 
to significant local autonomy. We're going to grow the food we need, and we're going to store it, we're going to cook it. We're also going to grow our local production of other things we need, too. I mean, it's clear. The efficiency of mass production will sometimes, more and more often, be insufficient to outweigh the cost and risk of global transport. So, there'll be the return of the repair shop. It's going to be so great. And, and of local production of things that we haven't made locally in a long time. Ben and I have been volunteering at repair cafes here in Thunder Bay. We've done two so far. And but both, we've had more fixers attend than people coming in with things to fix. <laughs> so we're just getting this ball rolling. But we brought along, all of us fixers, things of our own, and we fixed them together, and we learned from one another. And it, it was just a really great time, so satisfying to figure out how to fix, to realize we had the right tools and skills needed, and to succeed. What was broken was repaired. Yeah, we saved something from the trash, but a repair cafe is so much more than that. It gives you such autonomy and satisfaction and connection. When I lived at Castle Green Housing Co-op here in Thunder Bay, we had a staff, they probably still do have one there, of a few repair people and big tool shed full of the tools they needed and that pretty much anyone could borrow if you needed to. The library has lending libraries here in Thunder Bay of gardening tools and fishing gear. There's so many ways we can more efficiently pool our resources. And connections are built, not just through conversation, which is a great connection builder, but but through working together too. Communities that share work, that's powerful stuff. So I think that's something we'll be doing more of as we work together through this climate crisis that has made, for example, air conditioning not a luxury, as we discussed in the last episode of Something Different This Way Comes. Air conditioning is no longer a luxury. It's a necessity. So making sure everyone has a home. We haven't figured that one out yet in Canada, but we need to. And then making sure that home is as energy efficient as it can be. Heating when it's cold, cooling when it's hot, clean air without the carcinogens of natural gas appliances. All of that change cannot be done efficiently one household at a time. We're going to have to figure out how to pool our resources, how to raise our Chicago's, how to leverage the distinct opportunities in each community so that we tailor our solutions to what works for us. We can't afford to fail to meet these basic needs. Face forward and forgive Gather in and let us live Healthy, wealthy, safe and sound Greening earth we gather round Judge and be judged my friend but perfect can't be the end gotta expect to err learn and prove and be fair get closer to where we can oh bring our all because we can Thank
gather in and let us live healthy, wealthy, safe and sound. Greeting earth, we gather round. Try and be tried, my friend. Daring that fails is not the end. You gotta trust yourself. You lead with your heart on your sleeve. Solutions conceived when we all bring our all because we care. We care. We care. We dare to be fair. Hug as wide as a bear. Hug Trusting and trusted we fly Together we'll ride the sky Gather in, share the call Forgive our sins one and all Together start small and let us all Bring our all Because we Face forward and forgive Gather in and let us live Healthy, wealthy, safe and sound Greening earth we gather round Face forward and forgive Gather in and let us live healthy, wealthy, safe and sound. Greening earth we gather round. All bring our all, and we all. talk now about Costa Rica. Did you know that Costa Rica has not had a standing army since 1948? In 1948, after years of exploitive economies and unrest, there was a revolution in Costa Rica. A civil war in Central America, a region bedeviled with unrest and inequalities until and since that time. But with that revolution in 1948, Costa Rica made some systemic changes all at once that have made such a difference and led it to be a country that just stands out for its successes and its peace and its relative prosperity and stability. So what did they do? Well, the first thing they did, having won the Civil War with an army, Costa Rica disbanded all armies, including the one that had just won that revolution. Instead of spending money on military roles and tools, Costa Rica invested in education, equality, and in their wild spaces. The vote 
and other civil rights had until that time been denied women and many, many Costa Ricans, people who had been enslaved or whose family had suffered slavery. And that wrong was righted. All Costa Ricans were made full citizens. Banks and insurance companies in Costa Rica were nationalized, which made headlines then, but hasn't greatly deprived them ever since. Now the country is proud to have more teachers than police officers. Since the 1950s, Costa Rica has taxed fossil fuels heavily, and they've invested in renewable energy. They've also invested specifically those fossil fuel tax revenues in restoring their forests. Now, Costa Rica's gone from 47% forest cover in 1990 to 60% forest cover now. Costa Rica is richer because of these systemic choices they made and stuck with through many changes in leadership over many decades. And Costa Rica was not able to do this because it's rich. No. Our capacity to make these good changes has little to do with how much money we have. It has to do with how we choose to invest what we have, what we value, what we talk about, what we stand behind, what we build on. Our capacity to make good differences happen has everything to do with people. People who gather in a Margaret Mead circle of caring citizens and start practicing the Paolo Friere two-step.
are my four keys to happiness. These are the four doors to feeling blessed and will build a community, renew the wild. now in my backyard Dance the Paolo Friere Yes, the Paolo The Paolo Friere Dance the Paolo Friere The Paolo, the Paolo the Paolo I want to find my Margaret Mead circle. I want us all to find them, or circles. Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has which makes me think of these. When I look at the fields around our house during the spring honey flow, they buzz. There are so many pollinators, our honeybees, and so many more wild pollinators, and they are getting things done. One teeny tiny insect at a time, they're transferring nutrients, sparking life, communicating, connecting, organizing, feeding their babies. They're social creatures. They all go home and work within their small group. And they're all committed to get the important things done. We humans are social creatures. We have the advantage of the broad perspective. Unlike the honeybee, we have been to space and looked and seen our small blue planet with its miraculous tender skin of life, of water and soil and air and weather, deeply interconnected life. We, as a species, have changed so much on this planet. We have much to do, work to do. We need to clean up after ourselves. We need to break our bad habits, break our bad habit of using fossil fuels. We need to stop allowing there to be inequality among us, to be have-nots among us. We need everyone, every human, to be okay, all our relations to be okay, human and otherwise. We have so much work to do, absolutely. But man, oh man, can we ever get stuff done? The pollinators don't need a grand scheme. They don't need to all get together and decide this is the plan and delegate all the bits and pieces. No, 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 no. They work at the hive level, small groups. But add up the impact of all those little things done by all those small insects and their small groups and man. It's beautiful, powerful stuff. Humans are social. We have ourselves the power of hive minds. Bring together our hive mind. Buzz together and be kind. Never perfect, yet we move the 
Lord, what good looks like Love, 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 love Love, love, love Towards what good looks like Happiness is good It's something we should Make easier in our hood Happiness is good Connection is good Reaching out, respecting we should Include us all in our hood Connecting is good together our hive mind, buzz together and be kind, never perfect, yet we move the line towards what God looks like. Love, 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 sharing is good ideas and efforts we should find ways of helping our hood giving and sharing is good learning and teaching is good figure things out yes we should getting in the knowing our hood learning Teaching is good. Bring together our hive mind, buzz together and be kind. Never perfect, yet we move the line towards what good looks like. Love, love. Love, 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 love.
So there you have it. The finale of season two of Something Different This Way Comes, a summary in song. Songs that were each debuted in an episode this season that I hope you listen to or will listen to. I learned so much this season, and I am feel so full of, of the possibility of the good things to reach for. Thank you for listening, and thank you for all that you do. Season three will come our way in the spring. I have a few months to be fallow, to gather up new information, new ideas, and I would love if they came from you. What have you been doing? What would you like to do? What have you read or watched or been inspired by or witnessed firsthand? If you would like to share that with me, I'd be so delighted. If you'd let me share it with others, let me know. There is a newsletter, and I'll put it out if enough comes my way. I've been sending it weekly during the season, but I'll, I'll do an interseason one for sure. If you share with me what's going on that you think I should know about, let's spread those words. Words are powerful magic. How are you being an ancestor? Who are the ancestors whose shoulders you're standing on as we reach for better? Let me know at www somethingdifferentthiswaycomes.ca This podcast is a personal project. I speak only for myself. I write, record, research, compose this all with the support in promoting it, publicizing it of Leah McKay, my niece. Thank you, Leah. If you enjoy this work and would like to pitch in towards my expenses, that would be so welcome. You can find a link to my GoFundMe page at www.somethingdifferentthiswaycomes.ca as well as my blog that details those expenses and all donations so gratefully received. Season 3 will start in April. Happy holidays. Happy winter. May these long nights be rich in friends and family, in fun and connection for you and all you love. Something different this way comes something Something different Something different Something different this way comes something Something different Something 